Jesus then left that place and went into the region of Judea and across the Jordan. Again, crowds of people came to him. And as was his custom, he taught them. Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? He replied. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. It was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. You're listening to a word from the Lord TV. My name is Pastor Michael Eaton, and I'm your host for today's program, as well as I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, USA, and I'm also co-founder, along with my lovely wife, Kimberly Eaton, of A Word from the Lord, Inc. And I want to welcome you to today's program here on Word from the Lord TV. And today we're going to be dealing with a somewhat of a controversial issue. Uh, and we're going to be talking about divorce today. And, and today, somebody might be listening at the sound of my voice, and you are really considering uh, getting or going through a divorce. And you are a Christian, you name the name of Jesus Christ, and you're honestly seeking the Lord in what you should do in this situation because you are grieved. There's part of you that wants to go and there's a part of you that wants to stay. And God has sent me here on Word from the Lord TV that you're watching or you may be listening through social media. And God has a word for you today for all of those who are struggling and whether they should stay or whether they should go or give up on their marriage. So I want you to stay tuned. And before we get into the word today, I have a few uh, announcements. Uh, we're teaching and preaching from this uh, book that I wrote entitled uh, Mapping Out Matthew. And I would that you would treat a word from the Lord TV like Sunday school. I want you to pick up this book. And one of the challenges that I have in preaching through a book like this is that you can get in details in the book, but I cannot get as detail on the program. So I want to challenge and encourage you to pick up this book. It's $19.99. You can get it at our website, AWFTL with Dr. Michael or KimberlyEton.org. And you can get it for $19.99. 
when you pull up that site, the first banner you will see, we'll see the book. So I want you to pick up this book and follow along with me as we talk about today, mapping out divorce, mapping out divorce. And another resource that we're having this month is a resource entitled How to Overcome Anxiety in Life. And many of us right now are having anxiety. You know, I was very, very discouraged hearing what's going on there in Maui. And it, and it caused me anxiety. And I had to begin to pray for those who have lost everything. Their life is in ashes. And you may be at that point in your life where everything seems to be going up in ashes. God wants you to read this book, How to Overcome Anxiety in Life. You can pick up this book at our website, AWFTL with Dr. Michael and KimberlyEton.org. And you can get this book for $9.99. And remember, all of my books can be read for free on Kindle. So if you join Kindle, we want to make sure that our resources are available for those who can afford them and those who cannot afford them. So you can get, read, and loan my books out on Kindle because we are here for the ministry. And those who can afford, we want you to pick them up. And those not, we want you to have a way to be exposed to God's teaching through this. And lastly, but not least, I want to let you know about the First Ladies Conference and Ministers Wives Conference. Sister Eton is planning and she wants you to save the date January the 18th through the 20th, 2024. Again, this is for First Ladies and Ministers Wives a very unique uh, group of people who have very unique uh, needs and needs uh, encouraging. And this is gonna be a great time of encouragement. It's gonna be held. Uh, I want you to visit the site that's on the screen at a luxurious site here in Oklahoma. And we want you to come from all around the world, all around the United States and join us. Now the space is limited, so you better uh, visit our website, AWFTL with DrMichaelKimberlyEton.org. Drop us a note there and let us know that you're interested. But save the date, January the 18th through the 20th, 2024. And now without any further ado, let's get into once again, my name is Pastor Michael Eton. I want to thank you for joining our program today. We're continuing a series today entitled Mapping Out Matthew. Uh, from the book I told you about before, we're standing on Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, which is a memory verse for this series. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And this sermon series is being preached for Christians to be devoted solely to God, for Christians to be uh, solely devoted to our God in Jesus name. But again, today we're going to be sharing a message entitled uh, Mapping Out Divorce. Mapping Out Divorce. We're going to look at, well, the context is Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 through 12. But we're going to look at today verses 3 through 4 and 8. Let me read that in your hearing. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? 
Haven't you read, he replied, that in the beginning the creator made them male and female and said that for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. Verse eight, Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard, but it was not this way in the beginning. I read to you today, Matthew chapter 19, verses three through four and verse eight, may God only bless the doers of this marvelous and magnificent word in Jesus name. Again, today we're talking about here on a word from the Lord TB, mapping out divorce, mapping out divorce. And we're going to look on around three points. The Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to look at the test of divorce. We're going to look at the teaching of divorce. And we're going to look at the truth of divorce. My thesis today, or what I want to communicate in one sentence, is that Christian marriages were made to be permanent. Let me say that again. Christian marriages were made to be permanent. First of all, before we get into text today, if you've looked or watched a word from the Lord TV on the Now Television Network, you know that we like to look at the maps to give us some kind of indication or insight of what's going on in the text. And earlier in uh, the book, or uh, Matthew chapter 19, it says Jesus left Galilee. This is Galilee right here. And again, You've been listening, you know that uh, Capernaum or Capernia is what I say, was Jesus's new headquarters or his hometown. He moved from Nazareth down here uh, because the people did not believe or would not believe. And as I said last week on the program, but everywhere else in Galilee, miracles were happening and uh, down here in Judah as well miracles were happening so he moved here but the text says that they are leaving galilee that he's kind he's coming down to judah and this is judah and it says that he's on the other side of the jordan which lets us know that he was probably somewhere outside of jericho which is what well, they say up almost four thousand feet because this is mountainous land up uh, almost 20 miles to uh, Jerusalem, and they would usually go through to get down to Judah. They would come down here, cross over uh, here, and they wouldn't go through Samaria, but they would come across on this side of the Jordan and here. But we do know Jesus at one time, there's a way through there. He says he had to go through Samaria. And many times we hear, hear it said that, or some of us have heard it said that it was because of prejudice that why um, they would not go through Samaria. But also, I believe it was because this is mountainous land. This is very mountainous land. The easiest way to get uh, down here to Judah was to cross over and follow along the Jordan here and cross back over near uh, Jericho and go up. Because Jerusalem was up, I said almost 4,000 feet up to Jerusalem. But it says here that he's somewhere on the other side of the Jordan. So we put him right here 
on the maps. And this is the context of the text in map form today. Um, but it's right here that Jesus will be put to a test. It says, uh, point number one, the test of divorce. It says, verse three, some Pharisees came to him to test him. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. And uh, they put Jesus to the test and they had a question. Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? So we have the test of divorce. And this test that Jesus is about to pass with flying colors, by the way, is a test for us here in uh, the 20th century, here um, in 2023 or whatever year that you're watching or listening, probably online or television. Uh, this test will help us to determine whether we are fulfilling the will of God in our lives. You see, during that day and time, you could get a divorce, as they say in the text, for um, any old reason. It was said that if a woman couldn't cook, a man could divorce. Or I've heard it said that if a woman burnt a meal, she made a mistake on one meal that they were divorcing. She would, he, uh, the man could would divorce her, you see. And they were divorcing for any old kind of reason. And uh, the Pharisees wanted to test Jesus because it was common, just like our day and time. 50% of marriages end in a divorce. It's not uncommon, even in our churches today, uh, to have members that have been through a divorce. Uh, and it's really not uncommon to have members who may have had uh, three divorces or four divorces. And it was that same way in this time, in this time. And I read uh, statisticians even said, uh, I believe in the early 2000s, that the, the divorce rate in the church was as high as or higher than those who were not saved. So this question is still relevant today, but uh, the question is, is uh, I, I just can't believe that they had the audacity to try to put Jesus to the test. They had the audacity to try to put Jesus to the test. Uh, but this uh, wouldn't be the first or the last time they tried to put Jesus to the test. And the painting today uh, that we have is a painting entitled The, the Tribute money uh, by Peter Rubin, Brother uh, Rubens. Um, and this uh, particular test had to do with the money. And, and I'll share the, the, the text after this painting. Uh, they were putting Jesus to the test over uh, the money and whether they should pay taxes. So these Pharisees and Sadducees had the audacity to always put Jesus to the test. Guess what? Jesus passed every time with flying colors. And undoubtedly today, some of you listening at the sound of my voice are being put to a test. It's not about money, but it's a test about your marriage. Um, you've been put to the test and you've been going through and it's been... A, a, a real heartache and a big struggle, and you come to the conclusion that you've had enough because you've gone through too much 
And but don't you know somebody listening to the sound of my voice? You're being put to a test. And, and, and I want you to pass with flying colors. Uh, um, to make sure you're living out what God's word says. You see, they tried to put Jesus to the test, Matthew 22 and 17, and which I was telling you to talk about the imperial tax. They wanted to know whether they should pay tax to Caesar or not. And Jesus knew that they had evil intent. And he said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? They were trying to trap Jesus with all oh, what's going on in the culture and in the society today. Like people try to trap because of the evilness of the day. They try to trap you on homosexuality. They know what the word of God says, but they try to trap you and try to get you in trouble Oh, about the things of God. But the thing uh, that Jesus had to let them know is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can never bow down to the pressure of our day and time. We can never uh, the, uh, have the lifestyle of those that are unsaved. Even if everybody else is doing it, we must stand on the word of God. And Jesus is about to pass this test with flying colors. And I want those who are listening, who are thinking about a divorce to pass this test with flying colors. One man called me, said, Pastor, I'm going to leave my wife. And I said, oh, yeah. Where does it say that in the book, that you can do that? You don't know my wife. I'm frustrated. You don't know. Um, I didn't ask you, brother, how you felt. I asked you, what does the word of God says? I, I didn't ask you what everybody else is doing. 50% of, of, of marriages are ending in divorce. I did, I did not ask you uh, what's the popular trend in our day and time. I asked you, what does the word of God say? And somebody's listening at the sound of my voice. And you're like that man that gave me a call. And I'm, I'm, I want you to pass the test. You see, because you're being tested. Okay. And are you going to stand on the word of God? Or are you going to live like those of the world? Point number two, the teaching. And this is what Jesus, he had to teach them. And I have to teach folk who call me and say they want to get the divorce. Have you not read, he replied, that in the beginning the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. The two will become one flesh. Jesus began to teach them, oh, the permanency of marriage. He taught them, first of all, uh, who created marriage in the beginning? You see, uh, in order for this thing to work, you cannot go uh, uh, with what popular culture and society is saying. If you want to know how marriage should work, you got to get the instructions for marriage, and that's the Bible. And God created marriage, uh, and this is what he wants. He said, hey, I created it. It began with a male and a female. Hello, somebody. And that's why we cannot condone some of the stuff that is going on in our society today. Male and female, and, and, and he says that, hey, uh, that, that, that father, that mother, 
Uh, they got to leave father and mother and be reunited to the wife and the two shall become one flesh. Um, the teachings. He quoted to them again in the beginning. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. But God created man in his own image and the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. He starts from the beginning. God created this. And if God created it, he should, and he saved your soul. He has the ability to tell you what should go on in your marriage. See, people try to manipulate marriage, and they try to use it for their own pleasure. And that's why some of you are thinking about divorce now. You've been trying to manipulate marriage for your own pleasure. You thought marriage was for your happiness, but God Oh, wanted you to be holy. Hello, somebody. Marriage is for holiness, not happiness. But if you live holy, you can get some happiness out of marriage. Hello, somebody. But it takes two to live holy for you to get some happiness out of it. But marriage is for holiness and not happiness. As a matter of fact, you were created in the image of God. Oh, for holiness, not that God wants to make you happy. That's why we always, anytime I get, that prosperity gospel, I try to rebuke it because that's all they want you to be is happy. They're concerned about the windows of heaven opening and pouring out of blessings that you can't receive, but they never tell you to bring you all the tithes and offering to the storehouse. There's a mandate uh, to the blessing. There's a mandate to marriage, and Jesus had to teach them the mandate of marriage God created it. He created it for male and female. He created it where you leave earthly, every earthly or connection and join together and one and become one in Jesus' name. This is the truth about divorce. Jesus said in verse 8, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. In other words, marriage for Christians is supposed to be permanent. And, 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 and they knew that's how they were trying to uh, get cut Jesus in a trap. They knew what Moses said. Hello, somebody. They were trying to get Jesus to say something different than what Moses said. But Jesus is above uh, Moses. Hello, somebody. And, and this is what Jesus said. Moses permitted you to uh, to divorce your wives because of your the hardness of your heart. And that's why folk get divorced. It's because of the hardness of their hearts. And, and, but, but Jesus says, but it was not this way from the beginning. God did not want marriage to be a, per, a, a temporary situation. In the beginning, he created it to be a lasting thing. To be a lasting thing. And if you're thinking about a divorce, this is the truth about divorce. Most folk who get divorced, who are not innocent in the process, and we'll talk about the innocence in the next scripture, um, are because of the hardness of their hearts. God said, Jesus said, it wasn't like it was supposed to be like this in the beginning. Hello, somebody. And this is what he says. And this is the only reason that God will allow divorce. But I tell you that if anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, 
or sexual immorality is also described as uh, fornication. Hello, somebody. Sexual sins to commit adultery. If your mate has not committed adultery, you do not have a biblical reason in God's eye for a divorce. And even with that, God gives the option for divorce. And he does not say that you have to get a divorce. But if you choose to stay with someone who has committed sexual immorality against you, you better make sure that person has truly repented. Repent means to turn from your wicked ways and head in the opposite direction. True repentance. Otherwise, you have a biblical reason for divorce if there's sexual immorality. And a lot of people in the church will put every divorce in the same category. But the only real good reason, for lack of a better word, is sexual immorality. The only, only reason that you should be seeking a divorce is for sexual immorality. That's what I asked that brother on the phone today uh, who called me. And I said, well, brother, you don't have a reason for a divorce, not in God's eyes. I pray that this message today has allowed you to get some direction in regards to what God is calling you to do as a Christian in regards to whether or not you should stay in your marriage. I pray today that this has been a word from the Lord. Once again, you're listening to A Word from the Lord TV. My name is Pastor Michael Eton again. I serve as a senior pastor here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Falls Valley, Oklahoma. I'm co-founder of Word from the Lord, Inc., and we're so happy that you've joined us today in the program. And if you are right now going through or in the midst of a divorce, I'm pretty sure that God has spoken to you. And I want to encourage your heart and mind um, because there's some things in this Christian life that you just never could imagine that you would be a part of. And for many who uh, I'm speaking to right now, and it's a divorce. When you got married, you wanted to marry for a lifetime, but you were married to a hard-hearted person and and they've uh, committed adultery on you, and you're in a situation that you just never could imagine that you, I want to encourage your heart today. Uh, God loves you. He hates divorce, but he loves you. And I'll be praying for you as you're going through this time and season in your life. Uh, and I'm praying also for those who've been through a divorce and have never been healed. Um, and you're living what they call a, a living death. That's what they say, divorce is like going through. It's a living death. Um, so we want to teach you what the word of God says, but we also want to minister to those who are really, really going through and couldn't have even imagined. When you stood before the preacher and for the people, you meant it for a lifetime, but you married someone who took their vows lightly. And I want to encourage your heart, mind, and soul today in Christ Jesus. And I'm praying for you a special prayer. Um, once again, we want to thank you for listening.
Don't need. 